Nobody ever goes up to a baker that makes a really good cake and says, wow, that was a really good oven. It's the baker. Welcome to another episode of the Rough Cut Club. I am your host, Joey Nicotra, here with my very special co-host, Mr. Shane Reitzhammer. Shane, how's it going, brother? Good, man. Good. Ready to be uh, back in the studio to make a very, couple more podcasts. Very excited to be back in the studio today, man. We have a very special episode today. Something that has never happened on the Rough Cut Club is happening today. We have our first Rough Cut Club New member joining us today, Mr. Andy B. Yes, sir. Andy Beza. I always call Baeza. you Andy, Andy B, but... Hey, I take it. I take it. I've heard every <laughs> permutation you can make of my name from Bazia to Barza to... And that's B-A-E-Z-A. -E -E yeah. Super cool Say last it one name. more time. Baeza. Baeza. Say, Say it louder for the people in the back. Baeza. <laughs> Andy, welcome to the podcast, Absolutely. man. Absolutely, yeah. So for those that don't know Andy, Andy is pretty much a filmmaking extraordinaire who has worked on a ton of really cool projects in his life and is um, has done a ton of projects with Shane and myself, has edited at this point hundreds of videos, uh, probably- <laughs> If not thousands. Yeah, if not thousands um, with us. And so he has been a good friend of ours. Uh, our backbone to our to the projects that we do together. Um, for those who want to learn a little bit more about you and your backstory, tell us a little bit about um, you know your journey into filmmaking. Yeah, so man, that's a long story. It's been it's been a long time. Um, so I started actually. I started in audio. Um, started in the studio. I, I I've been a musician for God thirty one years now. Um, I really feel old at this point. You just gave away his age, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't say when I started. I just said I've been over <laughs> I could be 32 for all That's you right. know. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I started in, uh, in middle school, you know, middle school band and all that stuff. And then um, was a classically trained musician, um, was a horn performance major in college. And when I was probably a junior. I had been playing guitar for several years and was in a band and was like started writing my own stuff and was recording on my computer in my bedroom of my apartment. Um, we didn't have near the gear that we have now. You know, there was no interface that you could plug in USB. It was yeah. literally, I was plugging into my sound card of my computer with my amp, uh, with my, like a regular em emulated line out from my amp. It was, it was rough. Um, but <laughs> I... I went to a studio um, in, in Lubbock where I went to school and the guy was like, man, if I could get guitars to sound this good, I'd be really happy. And I was like, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence in this studio. <laughs> right. It was a great, great studio though. I mean, million dollar studio place was incredible. Um, and we went in to record and it sounded massive. Just it was. It just felt larger than life when we were tracking, and then and when he did a rough mix and had the owner of the studio there one day, and he was like, "Bro, listen to this," and they were like, "Hey, you, why don't you why don't you come in and start you know helping me uh, with some guitar tones on this band?" So I was like, "Sure," came in, uh, started helping them, and then that turned into another one, and then another one, and then I became an intern, and I was there all the time. I just never left. Um, and then that worked my way um, up to my first major label record, and then another one, and then another one, and it just kind of, it kind of spiraled from there. I was 
And and for those that don't know, give some quick name drops to some of Ooh, the big bands um, that you got to work with back in the day. So Perfect Circle, um, that was that was the first one that I ever got to work on. Uh, Lamb of God, they're some of my they're they're some great great guys. Uh, some of the best people you'll ever meet in the industry, yeah, even though they sound like um, you know the, the darkness rising up. No, but they're 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 phenomenal. <laughs> uh, love those guys. Um, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Um, I knew huge, that one was coming. Huge <laughs> name. The album that you worked on. Uh, so there was Meteora, um, and then there there was um, I. I wish I had been able to do their last one. Yeah. The that was the one that um, I listen to it now, and I'm like, oh, I wish I had the availability. Didn't to you do, do what is it? Minutes to midnight? minutes to midnight as well. Yeah. yeah so like I did their so, most classic yeah, album. So to me, date, Andy me, did that record was it was such a special time. Um, and you know, Chester, Chester's voice has always been just magical to me. Um, and so like Meteor, I was doing just, you know, Pro Tools programming, helping, you know, organize stuff and, you know, mediocre, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pee on stuff. And I got to be, play a bigger role, uh, the next time around doing drums and helping with that kind of stuff. And it just, it was just magic, man. Yeah. The, that, the seeing every, something, a record like that just come together from nothing. Right. Um, and that's kind of been then how it always is. Like I'd come in, we would do work and then I would leave and then I'd come back in and then it'd be like, wow, this is, this is really starting to come together. And then yeah. we do more work and then, yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it's a blast, man. And so. correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you work on an Imagine Dragons project? So I, I did work on an Imagine Dragons project. That was, so this was later, much later. <laughs> this is, so I started editing video in 2010. 2011, 2010. And, you know, back then it was Final Cut 7, some Avid, unfortunately, um, still the bane of my existence. (laughs) Everyone's existence. (laughs) Everyone's existence. And I got into some of the bands that I was working with. um, I got into doing, you know, cutting some of their music videos and whatnot. And then a friend of mine was like, hey, you want to cut this one? And so I worked on um, Believer. And um, which is which was a lot of fun. Now the the VFX guys that came in and did all the compositing after the fact, those guys are magic. Yeah, like the the they made that video. Yeah, you know I, what I it looks great. You know it's fun. Right, it was right, cool. Right. But not like those guys. Yeah, VFX artists. I have no idea how you guys really do everything that you do. Shout out. Ugh. So anyway, you yeah, got so. a really impressive resume <laughs> from the projects that you've worked I've, on. I've been around for a little. I've been fortunate. I've been yeah. I've been fortunate and in the right place at the right time in a lot of in a lot of things. Super cool. And it's you know it's it's relationship. Yeah. The way this industry goes, and it's you know whether it's filmmaking or whether it's audio or whether it's you know music in general. Yeah. Uh, it's relationships. Yeah. Um, it's the relationships that you build and you cultivate and you pour into. It's the same thing with life, right? You know, when you're, when you're, when you're building and developing and growing a relationship with your now wives, right? It's the time you pour into those relationships, build those to what they become and how solid they are. And if you don't take the time to do that, it's the same thing in, in this kind of realm and business and everything else. It, it's so, so true because our, our wives joke and say that Joey and I are dating because <laughs> yeah. all the time we put into <laughs> our work husband. My, yeah, my, exactly. my, my wife calls Keelan Moore my, my girlfriend yeah. because 
because the girlfriend tells, you know, tells the boyfriend what to do, right? And so <laughs> when, I, when I used to work for Keelan, and, and, but we were inseparable. Like yeah, yeah. Jessica, um, another, another friend we worked with, called us uh, milk and cookies because we were always inseparable. <laughs> that's so good. And that's, that's just awesome. how it was. Yeah, good so, people. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, one of the things that we wanted to really dive into today, yep. Andy, Andy's a good friend of Shane and myself. And uh, one of the things that came to our attention a couple weeks ago is that we all edit Differently, completely, completely differently, <laughs> and we wanted to battle it out today, <laughs> to so that I can prove to everyone that my way is superior. <laughs> Round one, <laughs> we're going Mortal Kombat style on this. <laughs> what, what are we ranking this on? The fastest, uh, because mm. I think I think the so, uh, Final Cut Pro uh, kids over here have you beat. <laughs> all right, all right. But, so just to take my stance. <laughs> This is going to be Team Adobe in this corner right here, Team uh, Premiere, and then we got the dark side. So, the well, to, to be fair, to be fair, I am I am fairly brand agnostic. That both is whether cameras or editors. Um, I will say, I hate Premiere with the five hundred thousand suns, um, and and not because of the tools necessarily. Yeah, because I mean it it is a powerful program and it has a lot of tools they've integrated over the years. The, the the AI features they've added, phenomenal, right? There's so many tools in there that you just really don't get in other editors. The problem yeah. is it crashes. Like I, I will say though that since I got my M1 Mac, I have not had Premiere crash one time. You're one of the lucky few. Yes, and I mean few. I, <laughs> believe me, I pre M1. Yeah, especially when you work with bigger projects, right. it, it's been pretty good to me on like smaller ones. But when you get into complex timelines, on the pre M1 system for me, right, it definitely you'll see like current uh, V9 yeah, or whatever right. it is, yeah. version nine. Yeah, it's it 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 has come and has it has come along. Yeah. Like the last few updates have actually been very nice as far as stability goes. But for me, every time it, it every time I, I step into Premiere, I feel like I'm stepping back into early versions of Final Cut Seven, mm. and which was a great program. It was though. a great program <laughs> at the time. Yeah, mm. at the time, um, it was incredibly powerful at the time, and 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 there's still like Parasite was edited yeah. on, you know, and it, and it's an Academy Award winning film, and it was edited on Final Cut Seven. Yeah, for the most part, you know. So yeah. that's not to say that even now these tools aren't. Mm, good right. to use. I mean, you can, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. But for me, Premiere was broke. So I just, you know, and I, because I'll use DaVinci. Um, I mean, I'll use CapCut if the, if the, the project calls for it. Like, I'm not yeah. above using something like CapCut, even as a professional. It, it's just, it's the, it's a tool for a job. Right. And for me, the only problem with Premiere is that the, the workflow feels very antiquated. And what do you mean by that? So when when I work in Final Cut, Final Cut is very intuitive for me. Um, now, I have taken the time to learn the shortcuts, and, and I do most of my editing on the keyboard. I'm not doing a lot of mouse clicking and dragging and all that other stuff until I get into doing like color correction and things like that, and I'm physically having to move stuff around like that. In Resolve, you know, you can have those control panels where you have all your knobs and wheels, and, all, and those are that's fantastic. I don't have that because 
I have children, <laughs> so five of them, and so that's it's it's one of the yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Andy, the color on this looks really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my five year old did it. My five year old did that one. Yeah, so um, no, it's it's one of those things where um, I I tend to spend most of my most of my time in editing is spent going through their footage picking my favorites and like I have in Final Cut I have essentially made my edit before I ever drop anything on the timeline oh see this is where we gotta dig so in so this is where we gotta dig in because Joey is a big fan of throwing the footage on the timeline organizing it by color uh huh and and he has a color coding system where he can like he knows that this all of this orange here so this is gonna be the you know if, if he's doing a wedding right so this is gonna be all of the groom and then the pink here is gonna be all the bride and then the magenta over here is gonna be all of this and then all of the and he chops all this stuff up moves Shane's it all in place fidgeting I'm, right now. He's, <laughs> I, am, like, oh. I am so uncomfortable hearing that <laughs> yeah. process hey, so so this is this is what's gonna shock everyone I don't use bins at all at all well, at all but see the reason why is because I can throw everything on the timeline. Right. I color code it by the scene, right. whatever the scene is, and I know visually at a glance where everything is. And I just start cutting all of the fat down. So I do that too. But you do it in but bins. But I do it. It's all I don't. Hidden. I don't do it in bins though, because I. So well, okay. In and out. Points. To be fair, bins in. Premiere are like events in Final Cut and et cetera, et cetera. Events. Or keywords. Keywords. Event. Keywords so, in Final. Yeah. So you have, I can, I can keyword collection my entire library, right? So every, every clip in my library can be keyworded. And whether that's just with the folder. So like if I, if, if say we're doing a project for a client and there's two different shooters, you and somebody else, and then drone footage and, and audio and all that stuff, I can take all of that just grab the folders, throw them into Final Cut, and it will create a keyword collection of those folders inside of my, you know, my project. Then from there, I can either view all of them as a whole or I can, deep, I can go into individual keywords and view just those things. So it's like for Final Cut, it's like having the best of both worlds where I can just have everything in one view or I can go the bin route. It really depends on how you want to work. It's very flexible that way. It gives you the option without having to create new folders and drag stuff in, right? Oh. And hide them and bury them away. Okay, I got to jump in. I, <laughs> he's like squirming in his chair. Okay. <laughs> Disclaimer, I haven't edited in about two years, and I was I was a very fast uh, and efficient Final Cut Pro 10 editor. And I'll jump I'm in sure and there's say... there's updates. I'll jump in and say Shane was... Shane and Andy are the fastest editors that I know to date. Shane was a very, very fast editor. Go ahead. And so, well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I think Andy would run around circle. I, I, I <laughs> was in Final Cut the other day trying to f export some stems for a super old project that I had done. Yeah. And I didn't remember my keyword. <laughs> like, it was like riding a bike. It started to come back, like the, the keyboard shortcuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, dude, I, I would lose so Out much speed. So touch. keyboard shortcuts and bends or, or keywords is keywords, what we call them yeah. in Final Cut were huge. So I want to ask this, because yeah. I, and I think you have and I have had this kind of debate yeah, way yeah, back yeah. in the day, but so you're doing an edit. Yep. It's it's kind of a destructive edit in a, in a way. I mean, it's not yeah, linear. Yeah. It's not really destructive. Right. You can go back and get it, but you're dropping it on the timeline and you say you're cutting fat. Mm -hmm. So and, and so I've edited the way that you're talking about right. before on certain projects and we can kind of circle yeah, yeah, yeah. to that, but, but I would still use bins or, or keywords. 
once you decide you're cutting that fat, yeah, you can never go back. Well, I can because like you can re-reference the media in either the media browser or the project panel, right? So if I know after going through everything, there was a moment in there that I'm like, or if I really need something, right? I can always go back and drag the clip back onto my timeline and redo it. How do you how do you find that though? Because if you got if you have your your timeline right, and you and you're are you deleting as you're going through it and I, getting rid? I'm of- I'm super destructive when I edit. <laughs> in that I but like here's it's the anxiety. thing when you're trimming fat on a project. Like I'm trimming stuff that 100% will not make it into it. Like right. when you start a clip and the camera is like it's coming. wobbly. And yeah. yeah. Or the end of it when it's like, all right, you're swinging it down to stop record or, or whatnot. Like that is fat that you will never use. Right. And so that We do the same away. thing. Right. We just do it differently. Right. <laughs> right. But, but so if I need, for instance, like a bin, so to speak, the way yeah. I do it is I'll create a new sequence. And- and, oh, oh, and so all of my stuff, but I don't, I don't do this like crazy. It's right. only for really it's for complex, really complex stuff. Correct, right? That so, you end up nesting in and dropping in exactly. Those, right. So I'll nest it. I'll make a new sequence where it's like you know whatever right. you know. If, anyway, I'll, I'll create a sequence as needed to simplify on the timeline. Yeah, but if I'm working in bins with in and out points, right? To me, I don't visually have at a glance an idea of what footage so, I really have. Can you can you look at it in Premiere? So this is my ignorance here with Premiere, but can you look at like thumbnails in, in Premiere so like we can with Final can Cut? You can now. You uh, weren't always able to. See, they're so, so they, they added this um they added this a few years ago and in in your in your project viewer mm-hmm. where you have all your bins and all your footage or whatever else. You can view it by uh, as a list view. You know that that's how that's how it always used to be. It was a list view, and then and now you can actually hit thumbnails, and and you can see all your thumbnails. The difference is, so I think where where we get hung up in yeah. Premiere is viewing those thumbnails. I still have to double click it and bring it over to an to a a, um, a a a preview window basically to view it full size. You can you can uh, mouse scrub. You can scrub. Yeah, you can scrub it. But it's it's not full view it's inside of the thumbnail it's inside of the thumbnail so and you can miss stuff like that you can miss little things or you know and so for us when we're culling through footage in final cut right when we're trimming the fat we're we're rejecting those right you know you 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 find that area in out delete in out delete in out delete yeah and it and it disappears from our main view until unless we say all clips right instead of hide rejected yeah so for me, like I'll go through and I'll, I'll get rid of the stuff I yeah. know I'm not going to use. Like I'll, I'll do that first. I'll go through, right? Get rid of all that, and then I'll go through and I'll start marking favorites. So yep. these are my favorite things, and and the favorite organization is probably, in in my opinion, it's one of the the best tools that Final Cut has for really getting your edit started yeah. quickly. Because I can find all of my favorite things, whether that's whether I'm going through a whole interview and just pulling out just their answers yeah. first, so that I'm only viewing their answers in my in my browser, or if I'm like finding like the nuggets, like right. just those those moments of like absolutely have to have this. This is my closing soundbite. Yeah. This is my cold open. This is what you know, whatever that may right. be. I can go through and find all that and have it marked, have it ready to go, yeah. and it's done. The thing is, is that. In in Premiere, 
I don't really have, I don't have that ability see, unless I cut it out and move it into a sequence. But see, this is how I, this, so when I'm dropping everything into the timeline, this is full workflow right here, right? right? I go through and immediately everything is organized by color. So like right. I'll, I'll pull my right. scenes and I, I put a little space between them on the timeline and then I'll color it. And so everything, Gosh, all the scenes, so all, I know I like visually a at a glance. Oh, my timelines look so awesome. <laughs> they look way cooler than y'all. <laughs> There's so much stuff on your timeline. But it, I, I know it it's, just makes it look busy for no reason. Right. For, it at least it for makes me. it look sexy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I'm when I put everything on a timeline, everything's color coded. Right. I put a space between every scene, right? right. So at a glance, right. I know where all my scenes are. Right. From there, I trim all the fat condense the project. Right. And then for me, instead of making favorites, I'll take all of my selects and I'll move it to the second layer. I'll recondense okay. them. So now I know all of the stuff that I'm for that sure you going to use, use are all up on that is track. all on that layer. Yeah. So once I lay my A-roll in over the music, which is step one always, right. which I think we do the same for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, then I'll just move that whole favorite section in and I can just start shifting and divvying it out. And so gotcha. instead of having like this favorites folder that I'm referencing, it's already in the project and I just shift it and so, move it around. So yes. And I just find that it's a much more like efficient flow for me. Okay, so so I in <laughs> color coding, I do the, I do this I do the same thing color coding wise. So yeah. right. So I create I create video roles and audio roles. Okay. For everything. Yeah. So if so, say a short film um, like the What Lies Within that we just finished. Mm -hmm. So with all of my audio, all I have audio roles for everything. And the feature that I did and and explain audio roles for people that don't know what that means. Yeah. So audio roles are a way of categorizing your audio into the type of file that, like the type of audio you're using in the project, whether that's dialogue or effects or music or, and you can create new roles. Those are the three that come standard in Final Cut, right? Just the yeah. You have two two main video roles. You have video and titles, and then you have three main audio roles. You have. Um, dialogue, effects, and music. And when you go, and, and like Final Cut comes with like a stock library of sound effects that you can pull from if you, you know, or you can add your own. And I always, I add a an alias folder into my computer so I have all of my sound design files yeah. that I've ever categorized or created or anything else and they're all in this thing and I can always access them at any point in time Yeah, in my, in my Final Cut library just by going, I don't have to import them in. I don't have to redo, like go hunt it down. I can literally just pull it up in there, search, you know, whoosh or... But you can import all that stuff in Premiere as well. But I don't need to import it all. Yeah. It's already there, available. I just literally just type it in and search. And you can pull it, so, but, pull it into any, any yeah. project. Any you're project, yeah, anytime. Yeah. Or, yeah. I do the same thing with like my art list, music, right. soundtracks, all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. Yep. And I have, I have a playlist of nothing but art list or, or epidemic sound or whatever. I happen to yeah. be used it for the project. So same thing. So... But with with audio roles, you can break it down even further. So you can have different sub roles. So for like, I, I create one for Foley. I create one for, um, what I I'll break it down to risers and hits and yeah. whooshes and you know ambience and like all of those things. And then that way, whenever I'm going into do like the sound mix on it, yeah, I can have all of that stuff already grouped. And I can treat, and then like when it comes to like do the final master on it, if I'm mastering inside a final cut rather than taking it into like Pro Tools or something like that, yeah. I can 
I can view all of that stuff, and it basically creates an, an auxiliary bus, which you would do like in Pro Tools or in – you can do it in Premiere. It's just kind of clunky. Resolve has probably the best bus audio editing yeah. capabilities out of all of them, honestly. And, you know, and I say that as a Final Cut guy, but it's true because they have Fairlight built in. And Fairlight is another um, DAW – like Pro Tools or right. Logic or whatever that you can actually do full mixes on inside uh, inside yeah. of Resolve, which is really handy. I don't always want to go that route though. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So if I'm doing it in in Final Cut, I can literally organize and and see everything broken down on one track. If I view my audio lanes, it shows an audio lane for every single thing, and yeah. I can group it by type. I, can, I mean, all of the above. See, it's funny because we do similar things. I just do it a different way. Right. And so it's like color coding. I use right. video rolls to color code my video rolls. Yep. So A roll, B roll, seen this, seen that, all of that yep. stuff is broken down. And whenever I'm viewing my audio lanes, so like that's the, here's, one, here's one thing that really helped me out in Final Cut. So on the left-hand side, you have this thing that says index. Mm-hmm. You click on the index, you click on roles. And down at the bottom, it says show audio lanes. Now you can see all of your roles. They're all there. Like, you, right. know, you, can, you can hide stuff that you don't want to look at at the time. You can focus only on your B-roll here. Yeah. You can focus only on this. You can focus only on that. And you can collapse everything down to make it super small, Get you know, whatever. Or you can just hide it all together. Yeah. If you have captions, you can see your captions there, all that stuff. The show audio lanes is that's one of the things that gets Premiere users hung up because they it looks like they have a video track and then they have music underneath and they don't see their audio. They feel like they can't control their audio. Well, if you're looking at just the timeline, right, you have control right. over your audio on the clip itself. Right. Instead of it being on a separate track underneath it, it just puts it on the clip. So you can do, you know, you can just look at your clip and make your adjustments, right? And when you show audio lanes, it separates it out just like it does in Premiere. And so you're talking then, about it separates the waveform. Yes, it pulls the waveform off the audio. You or can off do the that clip. in a in a separate panel though. In Premiere, no, 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 no. no. I'm th- I'm I'm talking about okay. So in Premiere, in your sequence, yeah, yeah, yeah. how you have your video tracks and your audio tracks uh-huh. underneath. In Final Cut, in just your standard timeline, without making any adjustments to it, you have all of your clips and all of your audio is sitting, like it's sitting on the clip, right? Yep, yep, yep. And so you're adjusting volume up and down, doing all that stuff, but you don't have audio tracks underneath. But see, I like the audio tracks. Okay, okay. Yeah. So then in Final Cut, you would hit show audio lanes. Right. And then all of your audio is broken out and, and, and... how many times have you had to go in on an edit and you've got audio and you want to J cut your audio, but it's but it's an it's an interview, so it's kind of the same thing. So you have to bring one back and bring the other one over and twist, you know, move stuff around down, like right. Slide it over, yeah. And then maybe add a add a fade here and there or whatever, right. right? But you don't necessarily want to cut one short. You just want to extend the other one. So you have to move it down to another track and then move it and all that. Okay. Ooh. So, a lot of work right there. Yeah. So that's a pain <laughs> in the it's a pain in the butt. That's why Final, Final Cut, Cut is faster. Move it, and and it's done, and it automatically yeah. shifts. It, it 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 you don't have to create new tracks. It automatically does it for you. See, I I like dropping the audio down a layer and J cutting it over so that I can see visually though how far right it is. But yeah. it but I don't have to actually create a new track. It just automatically does it for me. See, the more the more messy <laughs> my timeline is, the better. Give me all the tracks. I gotta have so, the final screenshot at the end that shows. Yeah, that I'm just more. So I'll, I'll I'll show a I'll show a <laughs> screenshot here of of that film we were talking about, and and here and you'll see all of my audio clips yeah. here. So if you like, 
if I'm thinking about it, on the bottom half, you'll see all of my audio clips. You'll see all the color coding for all the stuff yeah. I did. But then on this screenshot, you'll see that it's just the the final yeah. that actually got exported where everything is down in a compound clip and you see all the rolls. And that, compound that's, clip. You hear it's, these nerves? That's a nest. It's a <laughs> nest. Get over it. It's the same thing. Hey, but, you know, I think, Joe, you're wrapped up on like, I gotta, I want to post this on IG. <laughs> uh, and, it does look, and it does look really cool. It looks I'm cool, like, Joey, yeah. can we get another I, one of those? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, I don't know, 10 feet tall. Yeah, I ain't like gonna argue. It colors, looks cool because you got eight, you got layers. 18 different, you but, know. And, and I think what Andy's saying too is that, you know, we can do that. And For it's, sure. It's how you organize and, and color your tracks. And totally. what I found too is it just gives me mad anxiety when I, I yeah the uh, the uh, and I think it comes down to this. I think there's you know there's obviously a lot of different ways to edit in yeah. any NLE yeah, system, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Sure. But I think uh, I almost I, and maybe I'm guessing here, but I think for Joey, he's very visually, and I think all three of us are very visual. Right. But Joey, being a DP, he wants to have this control on the, all on the timeline and be able to go through the clips and he's willing to sacrifice the time that he takes to do that over the He's like 100% Hold up. the speed the speed because Hold up. so so with the organizing but but here's the thing I think I think that Joey is able to make a decision and go, yeah, I won't use this clip. Destructive, bye. Clip yeah. is gone. Yeah. Me, I'm over there. Well, I'm putting it in a bin and I'm going, yeah, I'm probably not going to use this clip. But if I have to use this clip, I know where it is and it's it's good to go. And I've already kind of vetted it and keyword in and out uh, spots and I've made my selects, right? Yeah. So I do a right. lot of organizing yeah. and keywords. I do all the work on the front end because then I can switch from logistical minded to creative mind. And then I'm working with a fresh, clean timeline. I've actually edited several projects like you do. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was doing like a, a series. Uh, this was back, uh, we were doing, um, I won't say the client's name, sure. but a, a performing artist and we were making a series. And so same thing, I dropped it all out. And what I realized was, for me at least, and, yeah. you, and you probably mastered yeah, yeah, yeah. this because you are fast. You're not, a, you're not a slow editor by any means. But for me, it wasn't efficient because I would... Go down the timeline. That's the grab for me. grab my grab the clip, bring it back over and put it in. And then I'm like, oh, I gotta scroll back to the no, I need this little story piece, right? Because we even just pull an A roll. And I had made my selects for each of these episodes, and then I was trying to do you know an edit of an episode in the timeline. And then I would go back and go, well, I need something else. And I realized that was the moment I was like, and I was kind of experimenting with that method that yeah. I think we had talked about. And I go. Man, if I just had this in bins for me, it is or, or keywords. It's so much quicker to go question answer. What it, what was this question? Here are the good parts that I might use, right, and I can. Right. And because Final Cut is so visual in the thumbnail and being able to scrub through it, and it automatically puts it in the viewer. You yeah. know, and it's and you're not having it's it's clicks, right? I mean, you talk about website marketing strategy. Right. The less clicks, the better, right? One pages, yeah. all this stuff. And for me, that was so true for my creative process. The less clicks that I have to do, the more I can focus on the story and selecting the visuals. But again, I don't think either way is wrong. Yeah. I think it uh, depends on... Uh, Andy's over there smiling. He's like, ah. No, no, I was just going to say. If, he's like, if, maybe if, one's a little more right than the yeah, other. Yeah. <laughs> that might not be wrong. If, if, Premiere, if Premiere and Final Cut were pay-per-click programs the way that um, the way that a lot of like, you know, <laughs> like marketing ad buys and stuff like that are, no one could ever afford Premiere. We'll just yeah. <laughs> That's such a good analogy. That right. is actually really good. Now, 
I'm even just on the vein of price point though. One thing that Final mm. Cut takes a dub all, on is price point always, all day. and price point and the one time buy. It's the it's, it's one subscription. You yeah. don't you don't have to keep it like and that's and I understand why yeah. they do. I understand why why so many companies have gone to that well, subscription based price. Well, one people will pay for it, but two, it, it does allow them to continue to pour into R and D. Right. It does allow them to to pour money into advancing the program, and that's right. that's fantastic. Right. I I don't I don't fault companies for doing subscription based pricing. My issue with subscription based pricing comes down to. There's a okay. There's there's two kinds of project workflows that are really really common in the in the in the software development world. Yeah. You have the waterfall method, and then you have the scrum method, right? The agile thing. So with waterfall, it's like you know direction is given from up top, and then it comes down here, and then by the time it gets down there, you're you're just getting little trickles of of the project as you go along, right? It's like um, you know it's like if we were going to do an edit, you'd be like, okay, well here's the A roll, I'll get you the B roll next week. <laughs> You got B roll now, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, here's some more A roll um, that that we forgot that we filmed. So here's that too. Um, oh, and 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 oh, and here's drone footage. I'll get that to you next week, though. Don't don't worry about the drone footage. You know, it's that kind of thing. Whereas, like with with what a lot of software developers do with Scrum is they they will work on you know teams will have little sections of the projects or whatever that they're these are their specific things and it's all parts of the whole. Yeah. And they will release a program that is sixty percent done, mm. and with plans to beta make testing with plans to make updates. Yeah. And so you'll get a beta of the next update, and then a beta of the next update, and a beta of the next update. But that update still hasn't solved this thing that we had six updates ago. Right. And we're still waiting for this one thing. Now, right. to be fair, Final Cut does update the same thing. But I'm not paying five hundred dollars a year for yeah. the entire Final Cut suite when I have, right? You know, I have. It's actually like motion. six fifty or something. It's, like it's that a, now. yeah. It's, I, I pay for it every there. year, and every time I see it hit my card, I'm like, oh my god! I gotta, if I could just say goodbye to it forever, I would. Yeah. But I still use a lot of the tools. I love After Effects. Yeah, I love After Wait, Effects. I, I hadn't even got there yet. We got to yeah. talk about the whole. Creative I love After cloud. Effects. No, it's it's fantastic. Like yeah. Lightroom is is fantastic. Yep. Photoshop is fantastic. Yeah, I use Capture One. See these? I have both. Yeah, I still have, and it's like it's. I, I'm I'm still paying money for all this, right? right I have right, all right, this right, stuff. Right, right. But I like Capture One. For me, Capture yeah. One is like Final Cut. Yeah. Versus Premiere. Yeah. Capture One. I can edit quickly. I can. I can. I feel like Lightroom is so intuitive, though, man. Like from a photo. Yes and no. Standpoint. But once. Once yes I and no. yes and no. Once I got into <laughs> once I got into Capture One, I was like, "This is so much easier." See, I can't and it's so much more efficient because you've never used it. I've never used it. Yeah, Ca- Capture One's fantastic it's now, especially because okay, so like I do a lot of headshots yeah. when I'm doing photos, and it's easy. It's the easiest program to tether into. It's the easiest way to I mean, view and edit stuff like that. Lightroom's pretty easy. You to can tether. tether, but it's not as it's not as powerful as the tethering mm. inside of Capture One, and 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 so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that Capture One just it 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 just works. Yeah, it's and that's like Final Cut. Final Cut for me just works. Yeah. Um, you know, no no shade to Adobe people anywhere because I I do Film use it when shade. I I do I do use it when I need to. Shade room. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is no longer the rough cut club. It's the shade cut club. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, shade but cut club. but. <laughs> but it's it's just it it's all about the tool for the job, and so yeah. like for me, 
you know, if, if I got to bring out a bigger hammer, I'm going to bring out a bigger hammer. Yeah. You know, if I got to, we, we just did the, the whiskey commercial, right? Right. Um, it, it, it came out awesome. It looks fantastic. I used DaVinci for the entire thing. Yeah. I, I did not touch Final Cut for any of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which made me feel really weird because I was like, I'm, 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 I'm having an affair on my baby over here. <laughs> like, I'm cheating, on, I'm cheating on Final Cut. But at the We're same time, Apple, right? you know, they, they don't pay me anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. But... Um, but no, like I, I, I actually had, I had a good time editing in it and, and a lot of the tools that they've brought into it over the years have, yeah. you know, are, are cool. And, 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 and it was nice. You can't beat the color grading capabilities of, of Resolve. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. And for a long time, Final Cut couldn't keep up with anybody on color. Yeah. And so that, and, and so like a lot of, okay. So a lot of the, for those that don't know the history, Final Cut 7 was an industry standard. They had, there were companies that would sell you Final Cut 7 setups and it would have like everything you needed. Like the, you would have an entire hardware and software system devoted to Final Cut 7 to give you the best possible editing workflow around. That's, it just, it was, it was awesome. Final Cut decided to move on to Final Cut 10. Mm-hmm. And much like Premiere does now with its updates, it was not ready. Um, Which is so weird that it went from seven, seven to ten to instead 10. of eight. Yeah, well, yeah, eight they were they were trying to cap, they were trying to capitalize on like the the just the massiveness yeah. of what the program could do. Yeah. Like the, because the because here's the the, the guy that the, the guys that really created it, yeah. the guys that really created it, they actually had a. Like it's a brilliant concept. I'm sorry. I love the magnetic timeline, and some of you guys are gonna hate on it. I love the magnetic timeline. It makes my life so so easy. Uh, here's something. Here's something that we're gonna argue about then, because I'm I actually get rid you of the gap ma- clips. I put a gap. Clip. Oh, I put it on the whole timeline, oh, so then oh. I can. I like a good gap. That hurts maneuver. my heart. Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> so and I used to work with the heart. magnetic, but uh, man, I. I and maybe maybe you can and again I'm because don't you game, have to actually create like dead space if you want a gap like you have to option W, uh, yeah you, you got to quick <laughs> yeah you can quickly option do it. W or or if okay so that's the other thing it's use the other delete key so if you're if you're if you're cutting and you want to leave you want to leave space there if you if you don't want to use the magnet, magnetic thing and yeah. collapse everything there you just want to leave that gap so you can drop something on top of it or find something to replace it later whatever. Use the other delete key. Uh, key <laughs> keyboard shortcuts. 100%. Uh, yeah, you, you have any to know your editor that yeah. any editor starting, doesn't matter what it starting is. Starting out, man, learn that. Like I, yeah. I literally like practice just keyboard, uh, keyboard shortcuts yeah. for a while. Right. And yeah, you that, gotta study. That improves your Absolutely. speed. Uh, make your own, man. Like make I would, your own. Oh, yeah. I would create my own because I was like, man, I, I really wish they had a key for this, or Absolutely. I wanted it closer I to hundred percent to my thumb or my index finger I wanted it closer well move absolutely. it closer like customize yeah. it for yourself and that totally that totally changes the game absolutely. and the speed 100%. for you right um, completely and so so here's my gripe with the magnetic and this is you're probably going to be like oh yeah this is the keyboard yeah. shortcut that you yeah. should have been using so if I'm building out the timeline and right. I have you know a, a, and I want to move something right, right. Mm-hmm. and if I pull it out it pushes everything back together tilde hold the tilde and drag and it gets rid of the magnetic properties for that clip. Okay, so then it keeps a gap in the but center see, there, and I can fill uh, it in. Okay, or, cool. Or, see, I knew there was a or, shortcut that oh, I was yeah. missing, or but you I'm hit, a gap editor. So you hit, you hit P. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the main tools, right? You have, the, you have the normal grab where you can, the arrow where you can grab and do whatever. Yeah. It's, the norm, it's the normal tool, right? B for blade, 
or C for cut, whatever, right? B for blade. Um, trim, T, same, you know, trim yeah. back and forth. You can, you know, you, when you're shifting inside of a clip, right? Um, P, the one that nobody ever uses, is the place function. And that place function, you can just literally just grab it and move it anywhere you want. You have to be careful with it because if you're shifting it down the timeline, you will overwrite something. Mm, mm-hmm. So, but if you just want to get it off of off of your main timeline and move it up above it, so you can put something else down on the bottom there, mm. hit P, click and move it. Yeah. And so, does that create a gap? It creates a gap. Okay, see, because that was my th- issue was like I'm moving, it wasn't I'm, creating I'm a gap. Fast, everything was shifted through. Yeah, and then I'm like, and well, so, if I had, you know, I didn't learn that for years. Things, yeah. I didn't learn it for years. Yeah. It took me forever to. But once I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, and you know, because I was always create just create a gap clip, right? Resize it and then right. move the clip wherever I right. wanted to, and then it. Sh- yeah. But no, like if if. If I if I want to move a section of something, right, and I just want to take everything that's there yeah. and all the audio that's attached to it, any sound effects, and I just want to move them later in the thing, right, but I want to leave a hole there so that I can visually see it, hit P. Yeah. That's that's how Premiere editors work. Is is in, oddly enough, it, it's it's P in Final Cut, right? Yeah, place, <laughs> but it's Premiere. You're like that's that's another way to think of it. It's like you're literally just moving it from here to there. Yeah, yeah, and. It's it, a lot of those tools, a lot of those like those little things. I honestly, I didn't learn. Like I'd been editing in Final Cut for years yeah. at, at this point, and I went to training with a guy. Um, shout out to Tony Hewitt, who is he? He has digital training and designs here in uh, Addison. Um, they used to have a facility down there, and they would train people on Premiere and After Effects and Dreamweaver and, and like wow, <laughs> everything. Yeah. If you were creating, you know, yeah. pro, uh, Photoshop, like mm-hmm. they, all cool. of it, it was really, really cool. And then they had a Logic, Motion, and Final Cut class. And, and I had been, and I was fat. I was already fast. But I took, um, and, it, and <laughs> so we, had, we had a funny story is we had a, uh, um, we, we did a mass wedding. And this was this was before we. I, I was working at a church at the time. We had a mass wedding, and we. I mean, we married like thirty couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nuts. And I cut a video that night before I left the building of a recap of the wedding and the reception, and dropped it for the next morning. And we played it in the service the next morning because the wedding was on a Saturday. We played it on a Sunday, and they were like, oh, my God. This was on final, right? This was all on final. Had to be. Had to be. Ah. <laughs> Had to be. Never would have happened in Premiere. It just because, for me, the workflow yeah. isn't that fast. So I'm, I'm editing all of this in Final Cut and everything else, and, and, and I, I had some pain points in it just because I wanted to do certain things, and I, I couldn't get it to do it, and I was like, oh, I wish this program did this. And, and a couple months later, the, the video producer we had on staff at the time was like, how did you edit that so fast? I was like, oh, I use Final Cut. He was like, I just, I use Premiere and I can't, I, I can't, I can't ever edit that fast. So I was like, well, let's go to Final Cut training. So I took him, one other staff person and myself just to go so we could all be there together. We could talk about the workflow while we're there and everything else. And like literally day one, his mind was just, blown. he was like, I didn't know you could do this. I didn't know this was an option. Like they let you do that? How do you do, what? 
And if you're anything you're doing with multicam, I'm sorry, Final Cut is the only way to edit multicam. Premiere's multicam workflow is garbage. I, I was about to say it that is we hot garbage. I literally, I, and I know we're almost at like 45 minutes on this podcast already, yeah. but I wanted to say the multicam. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> this could literally be a three to 10 hour episode. Yeah. The, uh, the multicam feature I just Completely. had. A discussion yeah. with the premiere editor, and I'm like, "Hey, just use multicam to to get this footage and audio yeah. and, and multiple tracks and lanes, and then it's you know use it as a nested yeah. in your timeline." And I think he and I, like, I think he and I talked about the same yeah. project because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, and I and then I I started I got on YouTube and I'm like, "Does premiere not have like is this not so a thing?" They, so it, it is a thing. It, yeah. it has it, but it it's not well designed. Mm. So it's so what basically for what in my experience what you have to do and and I'm sure Valentina V can correct me on this all day long cuz she's brilliant. You have to have that like the final audio track that you want to use. Like if you're if you have say you're doing an interview with two people, right? Mm. There's no easy way to switch your audio takes between tracks in your multicam. You're selecting cameras, you're not selecting audio. Mm. Right? With Final Cut, Final Cut Multicam gives me the ability to select single audio tracks, multiple audio tracks, any video track that I want. I can layer multicams and then treat each one of them differently. Like, there's yeah. there's so many variables to it in so many different ways to utilize that function inside of Final Cut that it 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 is the most powerful multicam editing tool on the market, hands down, hands down. I, I won't I won't argue that at all. One of the things that still just blows my mind though is that you have to download a plugin for an adjustment layer <laughs> like we not gonna okay. skip over okay. that well no okay. no no, no. we not gonna skip hey. over that it's not it's not <laughs> what year is it's, it, it's not a plugin <laughs> it's a, it's all it is is a title that it's it just but it, it doesn't even come built in like you got a third party because, that much because technically you don't need oh, oh you this don't is, need an, i know oh, this is hurting oh, we gonna, you technically ooh. don't need an adjustment layer but it's such an it. intuitive way to edit. So, uh, yes, and I and I use adjustment layers. I do use adjustment from layers. a third party source. From well, no, I actually created my own. It's not a third. I just I have. So you know, you if, if you're own. using See that? if you're using Premiere, that's energy. And I you have spend. if you're using Premiere and you have, well, it took three seconds. Like it's not really energy, right? <laughs> but three seconds of work to save you hours in the future. Okay, come on. But God, no. just give us the update already, <laughs> though. Final, like, so come on. Should should an adjustment layer be a standard title inside of Final? Absolutely, yes. Yes. Technically, you don't need it to work in Final Cut. Well, you don't need you, it. You don't need it to work in in like on color and things like that in Final Cut. I find oh, it. Oh, see. And 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 that's the thing. It's like. I I use it a little bit. I use it completely different than you. I color and adjust. You do. I know. I know you do exclusively. And see, and I don't. Oh, that. So. Oh. But it makes it much easier for me to go back and make small adjustments on individual clips, and then if I'm and and it's and if and on a multicam. But aren't you like copy pasting your effects of like the color on like every? So clip? I create a preset for my main color tools. And then, and then, so, so like if I'm, if I'm doing kind of, yes, I it's shift command V and I'm, I'm, I'm copying those specifically those presets from like, say if, if I use this angle once and it's the same room or whatever, I'll copy and put over here. And if I need to shift around inside the, yeah. inside the wheels or the thing, I can, 
But the way that Final Cut uses effects, yeah, it's almost like your adjustment layer is built into the clip because of how it stacks the effects. Because this one leads into this one, leads into this one, leads into this the, one. The one thing that I'll say, though, is that when I'm coloring clips in adjustment layers, yeah. if I have a scene that's all the same thing, you I, just put, throw it one I and take it, it and I drag it across, and boom, I got a base grade for everything. And if I need to make tiny tweaks, I can either... Cut, cut the, the clip, adjustment layer right. or just go into the clip. Into the individual and clip and add it. Exactly. Right. Which I always which, cut the adjustment layer which is, so that all of the color is organized. But. Right, which is basically, I mean, it's similar. It's it's doing the same thing. You're just but having you to admit it's a little bit faster. No, not for me. See, It's not because, yeah. because I'm selecting the clip anyway. The other thing is if there. I want to like A-B test my color and not color or whatever, like yeah. past Rec 709. I can do that anyway. Yeah, but you got to go into the clip and then go to something, whereas I can just, from the timeline, toggle, toggle. I have a disable effects key, uh, keyboard Yeah, Command-Shift-E is that in, just, in Premiere, too. I can do it, but... And the gloves come back <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like this is round yeah, seven right. of the uh, debate. But yeah, uh, I mean, there's... there's, there's, yeah. there's It's, like I said at the beginning, totally. it's a tool for a job. Right. And so, it, and, and literally, whatever whatever yeah. works for you to get the job done. The only thing is, have you ever had to add a LUT on export to make it look right? Oh, shots fired. You got a point there. Joey's <laughs> like, hey, we're wrapping this out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's time, folks. <laughs> yeah, Premiere's, Premier's um, export is absolute garbanzo <laughs> the gamma, beans. Yeah, mm. and, that's, and that's another thing. Like, yeah. like, Exporting in Final Cut is super simple, um, and it's fast. Like once you get the M1, though, it's super fast on. It's true, a... but I like I've never exported. Yeah. Now I had a, a buddy of mine. He has the the Max yeah, yeah, yeah. M1 Ma- Max. Yeah, yeah. With like maxed, maxed everything, out. it's it's maxed, incredible. Maxed. It's literally yeah. It's not the Max ultra squared. like the Mac Studio. That'd be nice, but. Um, and when I I I took my timeline and yeah. it was a. It was a a forty five minute four K cut. Yeah, effects on everything. Yeah, yeah, intense. It said it was going to take because my you know I don't have one of those fancy mm. new M ones. I'm still rocking an Intel because I I bought it before Intel. they. Well, I bought it. They had introduced the M one Mac or the iMac. Yeah, which was not capable of doing like that initial version was not capable of doing anything yeah, yeah. that I do professionally. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't going to work. So I went ahead and got the Intel yeah. and and maxed it. Like it's got great specs. It's yeah. it's awesome. But it was gonna take three and a half hours to export this thing. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's fire. And it was four K. That's fire. And it was intense. So like I I it, Well <sighs> go ahead, Shane. I was gonna say, I mean, and we probably don't have time for this, but the autosave feature, okay? Like, can I just two more gripes it, on that's, Premiere? That's that's when you crash and you lose stuff, nope. and it's and but he, he autosaves every three. I minutes. I autosave every three minutes, yeah. so it's a it's a preference a setting. setting. You, yeah, yeah, you, you go can, in there and you just. So what happens it. if it crashes before the three you minutes? You restore it from a backup. So yeah, you restore it from a backup. So every three minutes, I never lose my. But my like, if you, but you know how much work I get done in three minutes on final. <laughs> if I lost like two and a half minutes before it autosaves, <laughs> but you can change it to every like thirty seconds. Okay. Okay. So that's good. You that, can. That's you, good. You okay. can shrink yeah. the time, but if you have a big project, that autosave takes more time. Yeah. So the larger your project, the larger, the larger those backups become, and the longer it takes to autosave. Yeah. Final Cut and Resolve. Resolve has added it too. 
auto update. Every the one edit. thing though that 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 it, feature has saved me though, where like if I've accidentally done something destructive, like and you five can't get ago, yeah, and you can't get back to I it. I can now. reopen it and then just copy what I did and move it so over. So you can do the same thing in Final Cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah you I'm can sure. open from a backup because it creates a uh, it creates right. backups, and right. so like it it does the, it does a very similar thing. You can change yeah. the time, but the project itself. Um, it 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 automatically saves every time you make yeah. a change, and I can't like, and I've had I've had Final Cut crash too. It's not totally. it's not like it, you know. Every program is going to crash totally. at some point. It's a computer. Things are are going to not work. That's what happens. Yep. It's technology. It ain't perfect. Come on, Elon Musk. We need you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need Elon on Premiere. <laughs> 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 That's the next purchase there. Yeah. Um, I doubt it, but that'd be nice. Uh, yeah. No, so it has it has saved me. Yeah. Multiple times when I open it back up, it's crashed or the computer's doing something weird and I can't, un- and I have to, you know, force quit it or something yeah. like that. Open it back up and it's right where I left off. Yeah. I'm, I'm not missing a beat. Okay. And then, and then let's just, I get one more in the render thing. And again, I'm, I've been out for two years, but the, <laughs> the render, render thing is fire in, in Final Cut because like, it's in the background. It's in the you, background. It's you going. You can turn it off too. And I turn, yeah. I, I never have background render on. This is what I'll say though. Unless you don't, it's a major effect. You don't, on the new Max, though, I don't even need to render my stuff. It's, it's yeah, and most and to, and to be fair, most of the footage that we're working with isn't in as intense as it would be on an older system. On yeah. the newer system, I mean, the even when I shoot are, on Red, yeah. and throw it in there, yeah, like I on my laptop, yeah, my M1 for sure. laptop, for sure, it's fine, absolutely, without rendering anything. The whole yeah. project, and and the same thing. Like so, if I'm doing Red footage on in, in on on my iMac or on, yeah. on my um, Intel, it's. It's great. It's yeah. fantastic. I still have to do that because mine's new enough that it's you know right. now my laptop. It would probably catch on fire, um, but <laughs> up in um, smoke. Yeah, it's but um, so so technology's definitely changed that thing because I remember yeah. It, yeah. When, you know I would dabble in Premiere. I taught a post production class at the King's University, and and thankfully shout out professor over here. Yeah, and uh, it, thankfully like it was mostly theory because I was already you know starting to phase out more into producing, and I'm like yeah. it's been a while since I've had it, but <laughs> I can teach you a lot of theory and processes right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you, you know, organizing keywords, bins, dropping everything all of in that the timeline stuff. right yeah. from the get go. <laughs> I did. I had Joey uh, be Don't a guest uh, speaker. Yep. And I ended up having COVID that week, so Ooh. I wasn't there. So I don't even know what he taught them. Oh. But he taught loved- he taught them that he taught them right. just yeah, put yeah. everything in the, yeah. in the put everything, yeah. everything <laughs> Shane told you and drop it all in Freaking the timeline. <laughs> Abandoned files. Oh, man. I I must say I do love taking new editors yeah. who have never, and, and whichever program they're using yeah. and just helping them become better editors. Yeah. I love that. And go ahead. It, it goes back to, I think what you said, it's the, it's a tool it's a just tool like a, a camera, right? Right. right? I mean, right. just like, oh, should I use the iPhone for this because of my target audience and the speed to market or whatever I'm trying yeah. to do, yeah. or do I need a red camera? For sure. And I think it comes down to it, even in the NLEs and it's kind of preference as well, right? Yeah. Experience. Like, yeah. Even the the keyboard shortcut that I didn't know, you know, <laughs> right. I was using. I hack. I'm a hacker, you know. Yeah, like for I, sure. I hack you, any you do what you software do to that I need yeah. to yep. make it work, right? Yeah. And so Final Cut, I think, was very intuitive, where I could hack it quicker than Premiere, yeah. where I, yeah. it would be harder to hack. For sure. It had to stay in the parameter. I, yeah, I'll give you but that. But then there's, you know, like Joey's got his system that works super right. well in Premiere. Your edits are fire. You know what I mean? And so there's, it's really uh, just comes down to the tool, and then the artist itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's 
I, I feel like it's a takeaway. There's not 100%. a it, it shouldn't matter what NLE you're using. Totally. If you if you can't get a if you can't get a good edit <laughs> you're on Premiere Rush <laughs> yeah. on your phone. On uh, iMovie. Oh, yeah. On iMovie. I had I had yeah. the kids at TKU editing on iMovie and some of the edits were sorry, students, terrible. And then other edits were like <laughs> I was super impressed with the I stuff mean, that they were yeah. doing in iMovie. Well, right. Yeah. And that was like, hey, you know, they they were excited to get in Premiere and, and dissolve. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the next step. That's what we'll be doing in like uh, uh course two, right? right yeah. When they were actually getting right. but we're learning theory and here's the most simple, easiest tools that you can have access to on your phone, right? Because right. right. we're shooting we're having oh, to yeah. shoot on the phone. And it was impressive to see what some what an artist, right, will use a tool and create yeah. something that I was just blown away by, right? right? Um, right. And so it's I don't think it's it comes down to a, the specific tool or the, yeah. the artist. It's a combo of the two oh, completely. and how those come together. Nobody completely. nobody ever goes up to a baker that makes a really good cake and what says, kind of flour wow, did you use? that was a really good oven. Yeah, like, right. Nobody, nobody says the oven that the, you the used oven, is yeah. fire. Yeah. It's the baker. No, it literally. That was my first question. Yeah, no I was going to ask, what what kind of oven did you Yo. use to bake this cake? Because I can taste <laughs> yeah. it. I got that LG. <laughs> it's got the air fry baked in. You Whirlpool. know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah. Just tailing off of what you guys said, and I'll wrap yeah. this up. But the, yeah, we could do this all day. Yeah, literally all day. <laughs> but what I did hear when we were talking is that all of us do basically the same thing in just a different it's way. Different yeah. But the the whether the process from point A to point B looks different, right. we still are organizing our stuff. We're still, you know. That's a key. Whatever, whichever one you use, you have to be organized. 100%. If you, if you have no organization, yeah. that, that's, that we probably should have started there, honestly, because that's like the biggest tool. You got to get organized. That's the biggest tool for any editor is being organized. Yeah. We, we, didn't, we didn't talk about how to edit. We were just talking about why the other yeah. software is better. But. We should, we'll have another we should do one yeah. on how to edit. Yeah. yeah, the steps of editing. Yep, that's great. Yeah, well, guys, this has been fun yeah. to say the least. I'm glad that I won this battle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, did yeah. we keep a scorecard here? Scores? I feel like Premiere was lacking we'll, on that. We'll, <laughs> we'll let the listeners be the judge. There you go. Listeners, uh, yes. comment on the YouTube. Yeah. Y'all uh, let us know. Comment on the Instagram. If y'all use bins, if y'all just throw it all in the timeline. Shout out to Thomas Grove Premier, Carter. If you use Final. Final for the win. Um, but yeah, when you're making your own rough cut, there you go. Drop it all in the timeline. That's notes to take away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the, uh, co- I think the comments should, uh, yeah, choose the winner. Yeah, this will be right. fun to there see. Well, uh, how do people get connected, Joey? Yeah, so if you guys want to get connected uh, with us, you can follow at the Rough Cut Club on all platforms. And if yep. you want to get connected with Andy, how can people find you or learn more about you, man? Uh, I am, my, my handle is at Sound Vision Mix yeah. um, on pretty much everything. Yeah. So um, hit me up there if you if if it, seriously if anybody has any questions, I love pouring into people. I love this is facts. helping people like solve problems. Um, give me a problem, let me solve it. That makes me happy. That's literally all Andy you is to. my go to problem solver. Whenever I run into a, a a crossroads, I'm like, Andy, what do I do? How do I fix this? How do I fix this? And he's always got the answer. I I, I, lo- I love doing it. I, yeah. I absolutely love it. And and. I, you know, I, 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 if you got a question about any NLE or how to do this or what kind of camera or can music do or broadcast or cameras <laughs> or television or I'm, five kids, I'm a plethora of useless information. <laughs> he is they the called, man. They called me Google at my last uh, full time gig. So Andy's the man. Funny. But yeah, um, yeah. Any, any DME, shoot me any questions and 
I'm more than happy to answer. Get them. in his more DMs. Than, get, slide in the DMs. Don't slide into them. <laughs> go down in the DMs. I, and go I, down. I, I, I'm a little, you know, I, I got uh, no, but uh, but seriously, yeah, it's only slide in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Tech questions only. Yeah, tech, please. yeah there you go. Yeah, no, yeah. Great. No, but yeah, I, I, I do love answering them. Yeah. I do love answering That's them. That's awesome, yeah. man. Well, hey, thank you so much for your time being yeah. on the podcast yeah. today. Thank you for being the very first VIP Word. Rough Cut Club member Absolutely. added to the club, baby. Absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Well, hey, this has been a great episode. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time on the Rough Cut Club. There's no high five. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>